This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A Dadsnet original podcast. Hello and welcome to Adam and Cotney John's Big Movie Podcast. Yes, this is the week you have all been waiting for and to bring you the big reviews of the two massive summer movies. My name is Adam and I am joined, as I always am, by Mr. Cotney John. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, bro? I'm good, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Enjoying this. Glad to be on a summer holiday. Yeah, 100%. I don't think I've ever kind of wished to break up as much and that's yeah. nothing to do with the job love my job love my school but the tiredness everything's just been absolutely yeah, yeah. I feel like I've aged I'll put it that way um, obviously <laughs> I don't know how you feel well you look it too I, so. I, I, sorry to say that. Right. <laughs> um, well, mate I brought I brought a little treat for you oh yeah look what I've bought do you know what that is uh, is that a spork? Oh, it's no. a back scratcher, isn't it? It's only telescopic. Oh my god, <laughs> mate! There is nothing, nothing on this earth feels as good as a back scratch. I don't care. It's amazing. I mean, the, li- so the listeners will be surprised to learn that Adam and Cutty John's big movie podcast has yet to win any awards. But with that sort of <laughs> epic openings of Cotney John, a 40-year-old man with a buzzing with a back scratcher, um, I just know the awards are going to be flooding in. How have your holidays started, mate? Yeah, they've been all right. Uh, started at Oshin for the first weekend, which was nice. Nice. Then uh, I'd like our end of work's due. Uh, it was just a house party, uh, but that was really nice. And nice. then uh, I've got Oshin back today. So he sat oh, next to me playing stuff. on the Xbox. He's under strict instructions not to make any noise. Oh, right. Yeah. There, there's his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say, like, was that like one of those tests? Like it's like, hi. Hi, Oshin. <laughs> so is that one of those tests where it's like, he's under strict instructions not to make any noise, aren't you? And then when he doesn't make noise, you've passed the test. Well done. Um, but yeah. let's get straight into it because this is the this is the episode I know a lot of people have been waiting for. To be fair, I feel like a lot of people will have already seen the movies we're going to talk about. They have been out yeah, for just definitely. about a week now. Um, but it is a worldwide phenomenon. And the phenomenon is called... Barbenheimer. So as you will 
all be well aware, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, came out on the same day. And it's, to be honest, it's been an absolute marketing masterclass because the whole kind of Barbie yeah. or Oppenheimer, what are you going to see? Go and see both. It has caused, you know, the cinemas to be as busy as they've been in many, many a year, definitely post-COVID. Uh, I think there's been a lot of cinemas yeah. that have said that it's been the most busy they've been in well over like four or five years. Uh, I've got some... Well, they're just selling out of every show. Which is rare nowadays. I mean, we've never really yeah, struggled very. to get a show in. Um, but I've no. got a little bit of... Uh, uh, I've got a little bit of box office news to share so after five days of release um barbie grossed over 200 million and christopher nolan's oppenheimer surpassed 100 million so i mean that's that's epic in itself and what we have done because we are so committed we have been to see both so we went to see the movies uh we went to see one separately we went to see one together i'm pretty sure you can all guess which movie we watched together and which movie we went separately because two grown men um, going to see Barbie. Listen, it's 2023. Not good. 2023, everything's okay, but still, you know, you you just... Don't get me wrong, though. I would watch Barbie on my own again. Right. Well, well, before we get into that, um, obviously you took... (laughs) We'll talk about Barbie first because that's the order we went to see it in. So to give you a quick synopsis, even though this is probably one of the films that I really don't need to give a synopsis for, or if anyone's wondering what we're talking about, uh, Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colourful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie land. However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. So it is the huge, muchly anticipated... Margot Robbie as Barbie, Ryan Gosling as Ken, amongst a stellar cast in 2023's comedy Barbie. So, you went to see Barbie Cockney John. Give us your thoughts. Mate, it's so funny. It's, it's, I mean, I saw a review that said. Uh, it started good and then turned into a a boring uh, a boring like rehashing of the patriarchy how evil the patriarchy is and I was thinking yeah but this isn't a film made for adults this is a film made for little kids so it has to make you know all of that stuff as blatant as possible doesn't it so it does make it blatant but then it hits you with a really funny one-liner either ken says something or the voiceover says something and it's it's just hilarious it's brilliant i think it's great yeah and margot robbie i mean i watch her in anything Yeah, you would, if she was playing paint, you'd watch her dry, is what you're uh, saying there, isn't it, Cockney John? Um, I mean, yeah. But no, I completely agree. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think there's quite a lot of people. I saw some guy, I can't remember, Ben Shapiro. I don't know if that name rings a bell with you. I think he's this kind of... Oh, absolute yeah. goon from America. Yeah. And basically he was like saying that he was so disgusted in the feminism of Barbie that he's now destroyed all his Barbies. And I was a bit like, is that supposed, like, why do you still have Barbies anyway? 
um, is my first question. Second is just like, shut <laughs> up. Exactly like you said. I mean, I went to the cinema. I took obviously my little girl and you'll hear her of you shortly. In fact, I'm going to invite her to, to speak live, which could be dangerous. Um, yeah. But we went and the cinema, it was, it was buzzing. It was one of those really exciting yeah. kind of, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit hungover. So I wasn't the most excited that I was ever, that I've ever been. Uh, and I, two mums kind of mm. commented to me. They had two little girls with Barbie t-shirts on and I was walking with Isla. Isla was absolutely skipping along. Couldn't wait to get in the screen. And then these two women just went, Oh, you could look happier. And I was like, I know I don't look happy. I was like, but I'm actually well up for this film. Um, <laughs> and I, and you know, the cinema was buzzing and I think it was, I think it was great. I think what I love about this movie is obviously the color, the sets and all of that kind of stuff is amazing. And it will, if you're, you know, from the age of four up, you will get a lot out of this film just because of how visually amazing it looks. But then also, if yeah. you're, if you're, you know, 15 above, you will get the comedy and there's so much in there for adults as well, which I think is yeah. so important. I think, the, I think what I appreciate the most about this film, and this is probably the best kind of line of review I can give it, is they so could have messed it up. Like, it's one of those movies yeah, that they yeah, could have yeah, really yeah. butchered and it could have come out and it could have been this generation's Inspector Gadget. Um, sorry to, to throw shade at Inspector Gadget again, <laughs> but it deserves it. It's shocking. Um, but no, I mean, I was, I was a massive, massive fan of Barbie. I thought it was, it delivered in what it was. I thought the cast were amazing. Like you said, Helen Mirren is the narrator. She's got some amazing lines in there. Um, there's loads yeah. of familiar actors in there. So if you've, if you've ever watched Sex Education on Netflix, uh, three of the actors out of Sex Education are in Barbie. You've got Will Ferrell in Barbie. Rob Brydon pops up in Barbie. And one <laughs> kind of actor that, well, I say actor, one person that I missed. Ryan Gosling. Oh, Ryan Gosling. I mean, yeah. sorry, the memes and stuff oh, going around about so Ryan Gosling. Funny. Isn't um, it? But there was also... I want a pair of rollerblades. There was also uh, Chris from... I mean, you won't know this, Courtney John, but Chris from Love Island, like Love Island a few years ago. It's not <laughs> that Chris that raps. It nah. was this other Chris. Um, but basically, oh, he yeah. met Margot Robbie at a party and somehow he ended up getting like a little cameo. In, he gets one line and then it ended up in the film. I think everyone was thinking it was going to get cut. But it was when they gave yeah. out some sort of award to the Kens and he gave it out. So, you know, fair dues. I just wish that I could have potentially played a Ken, but I don't think they've made a, a dad bod Ken. The diabetic yeah. Ken. <laughs> the diabetic dad Ken. Bod Ken. Like, give, give, give Ken, like, some little needles that you put in. You know, like when you feed a baby and, like, he goes to sleep. Yeah. If you forget it, the eyes just slowly close. <laughs> I, I think that's fun. Keep Ken alive, kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was a massive fan. I really, I well, really I mean, did. With some of the old Barbies. With some of the old Barbies that they had, yeah. you know, like the ones that boobs grew yeah, bigger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, <laughs> I thought it was very self-aware. I thought it was, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Um, you know, it what it did make great points. I think the stuff about that, the speech that I'm not going to give anything away. No spoilers, but the kind of speech about women that. Um, you know, the mum of the daughter gives towards the end. That's doing the rounds on Facebook because it's yeah. such an amazing kind of speech and stuff. And it's really resonated with so many. 
And yeah, so Adam and Cotney John are saying, go and see Barbie. It is an absolute hoot. Uh, before we get Isla's review, let's get <laughs> our ratings then, Cotney John. What are you saying? I mean, purely because I'm 100%. And it, don't get me wrong, this is not a perfect film. But it's bloody brilliant, and I'm going to watch it again 100%. So it's got to be a five. Five! Five Sundays yeah. for Barbie. Yeah, five Sundays. Wow. Yeah, I think, I think it, like you said, it was so easy to get wrong, but it was, they just didn't. And it is one of them, the Barbie film's going to have people having a go at it no matter what. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that you're going to see negative stuff and, you know, a few bad reports and stuff like that. Anyone who's, you know, got that masculine point of view is going to hate the film. That's all there is to it. So, but if you don't, you're going to love it because it's great. So five Sundays from (laughs) Cotney John. And as a parent of a girl who's like right at that peak age of seven, like my Isla is, I've had to sit through... Uh, Barbie's Dreamhouse programs, Barbie Big City Big Dreams, like 90-minute animated films that are that yeah. really do make me want to rip my eyes out. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they make me purposely hide my insulin, these, uh, yeah. these animated Barbie films. <laughs> take, take a little yeah, nap. <laughs> so to be fair, to, to be able to see a live-action one, for it to be... And I think a massive shout-out has got to go to Greta Gerwig, uh, you know, a very, very talented director. She's going to be, you know, uh, she's already a huge star, so don't, she doesn't need me to say Have you heard what she did to get them ready? Go on. She, like, sent all the Barbies, like, had, like, spa weekends, sleepovers, stuff like that, and all the Kens had to go to the gym together. And <laughs> I love that. But she did an absolutely amazing job, because I know it was, it was stuck in, like, development hell for so long. I mean, I think it yeah. was... Eight years ago, six years ago, I might be wrong, but it's roughly about that time that Amy Schumer was supposed to be playing Barbie. And I think Amy right, Schumer yeah. wanted the film to go in one direction, which probably would have been brilliant as well. She'd have made it a pure, yeah. pure comedy. But obviously they then, you know, didn't agree on that. So they changed and Greta Gerwig came in. And obviously, I mean, if you're going to dream up an actress to play Barbie and you're going to dream up an actor to play Ken, Margot Robbie and, and Ryan yeah. Gosling... You've literally the perfect choice. You've yeah. struck Jackie P. I am going to rate it. <laughs> I'm going to rate it a four. A four for Harry Stampers. Oh, and the only reason I'm going to rate it a four, um, and this has been really troubling me, but I loved it. Really, really enjoyed it. But I'm rating it a four strictly because I actually don't know. I just don't think it was quite a five. I just feel like a five for yeah. me has to be something where I walked out the cinema and went like, um, I mean, I always say it. Everyone will know what film I'm going to say. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. When I walked out of Top Gun Maverick, that was a five. I've never enjoyed myself so much. Now I could revisit this when I watch Barbie again, which I obviously will once it comes out um, on well, I was going to say on video then. I was like, God, you fossil. When it comes out on demand yeah. or whatever. <laughs> because I was extremely tired and I was I was sat yeah. there and I was kind of a bit like, a bit woozy. And I did really, really enjoy it. And the songs are decent. Um, but I, I'd, I'd like, you know, I didn't, there was a, I think the start of it, I think the start of it, I was a bit kind of like, ooh, 
Like, ooh. Yeah. But then it, it obviously found its feet and was absolutely amazing. So I'm going to give it a four. But let's see what my little girl gives it. I'm going to invite her in now and we'll see what she has to say. Okay, so welcome live to the podcast. My daughter, Isla. How are you, Isla? Good. Okay, so we've just talked about Barbie and we are dying to hear the view of a seven-year-old Barbie superfan. So let tell us both... And the amazing people listening, what you thought of Barbie? Amazing. Always wise with your words. Tell, tell give them more. Funny, but the funniest person was probably Ken. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was fuming when um. Right. Well, no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell people a film. You silly Ed. Right, let's let's get to the to the to the key bit. What did you think of Barbie? The like, the girl playing Barbie. She looked like her, and she spoke like her a lot. And you're a huge Barbie fan, aren't you? Yeah. In fact, when we walked out the cinema uh, where we went to see it, there was um, about twenty women, weren't they, in pink dresses and pink high heels? And you were all dressed up in pink, weren't you? Yeah. Right. So just to round off this first live appearance from Isla. Um, how many aerials is Barbie getting from you? The last number. The last number? Yeah. Courtney John, what's the last number? Uh, it's 12, innit? <laughs> no. That's, that's how I've got. You can't go any higher than 12. I can count to 100. So is that what you're giving it? The last number. 100 aerials. Yeah. 100 aerials for Barbie. Thank you, Isla. Say bye to everyone. Bye. So from one side of the movie universe to the other, we went to the cinema in IMAX, which I personally believe is the only way to watch this next movie. Yeah. It is the hotly, hotly anticipated uh, three-hour epic from Christopher Nolan, And the synopsis goes a little something like this. During World War II, Lieutenant General Leslie Groves Jr. appoints physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer to work on top-secret Manhattan Project. Oppenheimer and a team of scientists spend years developing and designing the atomic bomb. Their work comes to fruition on July 16th, 1945, as they witness the world's first nuclear explosion, forever changing the course of history. It is... Oppenheimer, if you didn't guess. (laughs) We went to watch it in IMAX. And we are going to give you our review. I will kick us off. Um, I just want to say, and it's funny this, because I was speaking to my brother and my dad. And I said, oh, I went to watch Oppenheimer last night. And they said, oh, what do you think? And I said, mm. it was absolutely epic. It was amazing. It was such an unbelievable film. And then they were like, but? And I was like, uh, well, just I, I just don't think I'll watch it again. And then my brother was like, right, well, yeah. I'm taking that as it's probably the best film ever. Because my brother disagrees <laughs> with my movie reviews. Like, I remember we went to watch a Michael Bay film uh, when we were on tour last year called yeah. Ambulance. Um, and it's like Jake Gyllenhaal and it's just like, you know, drones filming and explosions. And I right, I absolutely yeah. loved it. 
and my brother thought it was the biggest piece of trash. And he's just like, how the hell are you reviewing movies? Um, And your brother loves Inspector Gadget. (laughs) Yeah, so he knows nothing. Um, So we've got uh, Killian Murphy playing J. Robert Oppenheimer. Mm. And I I honestly, I think it is, I think if you're going to go and watch it, go and watch it in IMAX. I don't think there'll be many rushing to kind of watch it on demand when it comes out because it is such an unbelievably made film. Um, yeah. The the magnitude of it, the sound. I have to say, in terms of sound, I can't remember ever being shaken in a cinema as much, apart from when I go to 4DX. No, not um, like that. Not like that. No, it was unbelievable. Um, so I think in that way, it's it's a, an epic film in all aspects of the word. I, I, personally... And this could be doing, you know, I know we've spoke about my diabetes, but it could be doing with my ADD. Three hours was, it, I did feel it. I did feel the three hours. I was a bit like, so, uh, yeah. I think it got to just past two hours and I was a bit like, mm, okay, you know, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a, a spectacular film um, with, just the most amazing performances from everyone involved. And obviously Christopher Nolan is widely known as one of the greatest filmmakers uh, of modern times. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a four, four Harry Stampers. So I'm tying it with Barbie for completely different reasons. Um, I mean, you can't, you can't find two more polar opposite films, uh, which I think is why no, yeah, know, the Barbenheimer yeah. craze has gone so wild. Um, but Cockney John, what are you saying? I loved it. Uh, I thought it was not what I was expecting at all, actually. Um, I don't know why. I was definitely expecting it to be not an action film, but a film with a lot of explosions. Um, and it just isn't. It, it's more like, um, what's the one uh, about Alan Turing? It's it's a biopic imitation about, game. Imitation game, yeah. It's a biopic about his life at that time and the political repercussions. Um, so don't be expecting what I was expecting. Was I don't know. Was I expecting an action film? Not an action, but I was definitely expecting more that side of things. But this felt like a political drama. Mm. Um. You're right, three hours is long. I think... I don't think they could have taken much out, though, because of the story that they were telling. And I I keep thinking about this and thinking, yeah, it was really long. Um, And it felt like a long film, which normally means it's not that good, if you notice in the time. But I think it's just because it's such a heavy film. Like, the subject matter is so deep. And you really have to concentrate because there's all the different storylines playing at the same time. And I don't think a single scene lasts longer than a minute. Yeah, it was amazingly constructed. It cuts very quick, doesn't it? Yeah, it was great. Um, And so um, it's a difficult film to watch, but an amazing film. Like, Oshin's seen the adverts and he's been really excited about it and hoping to watch it, you know. And I was like, I'll have a look at it, but it is 15, I don't know. And the main problem with it for him is that it would bore him. Yeah, 100%. He would, you know, there's nothing exciting about the film, 
but it's an amazing amazing film yeah i think i think i i completely agree i think you've got to be of a certain age i think that i think in when you talk in yeah. terms of excitement i think there's more tension but then i think tension's lost yes. on yeah. the younger generation i mean i it was tense and it but was again, a big, it's political yeah. tension. And it was a big build-up and it was like you know because you, you obviously it's it's a historical drama so you know what's going to happen yeah you know there's not going to be any true shocks and Things like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think the way it was constructed, the way it kind of panned from colour to black and white, love that. It's a bit of a throwback. Obviously, the performances were just amazing. Like, absolutely. I mean, Killian Murphy was great. Was, Robert Downey Jr. as well was. He's was magic, amazing. Isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, my, top, my top action yeah, star. Yeah. Showing his wide range of action while sat in the courtroom. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Wearing a bald cap. Yeah. Um, they done him so up what, well, though. Uh, he looked. They done him up did. well. He did look like the guy, didn't he? What yeah, rating are um, you giving again, it? It's. Uh, I've got to give it. I've. You see, you're going to have a go at me for this, but I've got to give it two and a half. It's amazing, but I'm two never going to watch it again. I'm so glad I watched it. Yeah, so glad I watched it. But like you said, you can only watch that film. I don't think that film would have anywhere near the impact outside of an IMAX. I think if we'd have watched it in a standard cinema, we'd have been giving it much lower scores. Um, but I think the IMAX really added to it. And I mean, IMAX is my favourite way to watch any film. But... I think that film would look if you watched it at home and you haven't got a like a proper sound bar or you know sort of a home cinema system you you're just not going to appreciate what it is yeah, and no, isn't it the first film filmed I mean, on IMAX cameras or something I'm not sure if it's the first but it was obviously it was it's a movie made for IMAX like it's just made for yeah. that type of experience and I know that the IMAX you know cinema especially the one that we go to is extremely busy and it was the we we're always on yeah. the back row for most films not in a not in a dirty way but we're always on the back row and for this one i think we were four rows up um yeah, yeah. which was pretty insane because you were so close and like i said the sound is, the sound at times there was one bit yeah. there was one bit that made me jump out of my skin i mean i proper like jumped up <laughs> just not expecting it um but I, you know that's just the way you rate your films, and I think there'll be people farted? out there who agree. Who think <laughs> no? It was look the 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 bomb went off, and I got a little scared, and maybe some gas slipped out. But it was completely <laughs> accidental. I put my hands up, and then the guy behind me was like, "Put your hands down!" <laughs> you held your hands up. I just I just turned round to look at you and just saw your shoulders going. Like I was like, Oh you dirty bastard. It's not really me that either. I don't I'm not really a public gasman, but um yeah, that was pretty funny. So there you have it. Adam and Cotney John take on Barbenheimer and both films are definitely, definitely worth your time. Obviously in terms of Oppenheimer it's a lot more time. But Barbie is perfect summer movie. And then Oppenheimer, if you've got a spare three hours and you've got an IMAX screen, make sure you get there. Okay, now it's time for the movie plot in one sentence. If you've not seen the film, don't worry. These are movie plots in one sentence. 
Okay, this week's movie plot in one sentence. Before more populated areas get attacked, an underwater research team must stop this predator. Okay, I'll say it one more time. Before more populated areas get attacked, an underwater research team must stop this predator. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, I've got three. I've got three, and I can't decide. As, as Rocky Balboa's coach would say, pick the one in the middle. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I ask you no. one question? Has it been released? Has it been released it yet? It has been released, yeah. Right, so it's two. Right, Down okay, two. here we go. Right. Our throwback this week, and we are giving you some more Killian Murphy. We are giving you some more Christopher Nolan. And this is the 2005, the movie that I think changed the way we view superhero action fantasy. So after witnessing his parents' death, Bruce learns the art of fighting to confront injustice. When he returns to Gotham as Batman, he must stop a secret society that intends to destroy the city. It is the movie that kicked off the Dark Knight trilogy. It is Batman Begins. Now, there will be a lot of people who who has Dark Knight as one of their favourite films. Like, it's 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 one that stands out. The kind of you know heartbreaking legacy that Heath Ledger le- left, and how much of an amazing yeah. movie The Dark Knight is, and how well it did, and things like that. But Batman Begins, you know, what what's that saying? It's like. Batman Begins had to crawl so the Dark Knight could walk. It's whatever that saying yeah. is. And the thing is, the, uh, the Dark Knight, it it had the buzz before anything happened, before the release, before the tragedy with Heath Ledger. All of that, the buzz was already there because of Batman Begins. Like people, it, it, I feel bad for Gillian Murphy because people forget about Batman Begins because of... Do you know he was up for Batman? Was he? Do you know? He would be an amazing Batman. I recently saw a screen test where he was playing Bruce Wayne and then there was one in his suit where he was playing Batman, but he's actually come out and said, you know, it was an absolute pleasure to have a role in Batman Begins and he has no regrets because Christian Bale for him was Batman, like, he was the best. Right, Batman, which, yeah. again, it's just a measure of the man, isn't it? He's, he's an absolute legend. Yeah, Killing yeah. Murphy. Oh, blue eyes. Um, but Batman <laughs> Begins, I mean, the thing is about it is, the, again, you know, with Marvel kind of dominating, especially after that, it was like after that, wasn't it? it was, I think Iron yeah. Man came out, was it 06, 07? Is that in between oh, 2008, I think it could have been. Um Iron Man came out and then Marvel just completely took over. DC kind of fell flat. Um, and Batman Begins is, is the one that really does set the standard. I think that's what, where you have, you have the fantasy of a superhero movie, but you also have the kind of real life situation that actually makes it feel like, actually, this, this could, this could ha- happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think, yeah. you know, Christian Bale deserves a massive amount of credit. But Christopher Nolan, who wasn't known for those types of films, he was very much a, he he was very it, much a thriller. 
you know, like a kind of, uh, it was like an intense, like all of his movies were quite intense, yeah. weren't they? And, and quite, what's the word? Like psychological. Um, and I think, yeah. but I think he brought a feel of that to Batman and that really works for the Batman character and, yeah, and his backstory. Yeah. That intense darkness. 100%. Yeah. Which is something that a lot of Batman films just don't have, you know, George, the George Clooney one. I mean, oh, well, I mean, the, at the end of the day, the Batman horrible. and Robin, which is funny because at the time that that came out, you had Arnold Schwarzenegger getting paid something like 20 <laughs> mil to be Mr. Freeze. Yeah. And he was saying things like, let's play ice. And just like, nobody puts me in the cooler. Um, that That's the best <laughs> line, though. That is the best line. It was worth the price of the ticket. Just and, to hear him say that. The thing when, when, because at the time, like Batman and Robin came out when I was like eight, nine, something like that. So it was prime mm. time. It was so goofy and so cartoonish that I loved it. And my mum, yeah. my mum loved George Clooney on ER. So she was in once they, they did that close up of George Clooney's ass in the bat suit. Um, but then they also <laughs> did like weird shots of like the nipples in the suit. Do you remember that? Yeah, just yeah. So, oh, that, just why? So. Oh god, it was so uncalled for. So uncalled. They may for. as well have put like Christian Bale in a really cold environment and got him talking about his balls. Like, where are they? Where are they? Um, but yeah, listen, Andrew Cutty John's big movie podcast. They're throwing back because of the you know the amazing. Uh, filmmaking of Christopher Nolan. We're throwing it back to 2005 for Batman Begins. And we hope that if you have got a younger family, obviously I'd say from at least 10 up, um, Batman Begins would be an epic movie to start your summer off. And then yeah. you've obviously got the trilogy then to come after. So before we give you the answer to the movie plot in one sentence, we are going to say that I don't know how this has happened, but Adam and Cotty John's Big Movie Podcast will be coming back in September. We are going to be getting uh, yeah. another cinema pass. We're going to be going to the cinema all the time and going to see the new movies and giving you our reviews. Plus, we're going to be sharpening up the production and we're going to have loads of little quizzes and all different stuff coming your way. And we just want to say a massive thank you uh, to Dad's Net uh, for keeping the faith and for all the amazing listeners all we can ask you to do now is keep sharing the podcast, keep supporting, keep reviewing everything that you can do. Join the Adam and Cottage on Big Movie Podcast group. This is the penultimate episode. We've got one more episode, which will be coming to you next week with a brand new release that we're going to go and see on the day. And we are recording the episode together. So we will finish this season as we started. Um, hopefully the film will be better than Don't Worry Darling, which is yeah. the first movie that we reviewed. Oof. Painful. <laughs> yeah. And Painful. We, we honestly just want to say a massive, massive thank you to everyone for their continued support and stay with us because we are loving doing this. Uh, we've had some technical issues, we've had some sound issues, but we've also <laughs> had such amazing comments from people and it really does make it worthwhile. Your penultimate answer to the movie plot in one sentence. Before more populated areas get attacked, an underwater research team must stop this predator. Oh, so you're so annoying. Cockney jump. I've got to. So it's either. Now, this is the one I'm not. I don't think it is. 
uh, oh, so it's basically it's either the Meg or Deep Blue Sea. I mean, oh. um, uh, I'm gonna just because I love LL Cool J, especially his prayer because I carry a big stick and I'm the meanest motherfucker in the valley. Just a reminder, his son is sat beside him. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Oshin, don't say what daddy says. He's very I'm aware. I'm here on dad's not to net, guys. Daddy says. <laughs> yeah, dad's He's very aware not to copy his dad. He can copy his mum, that's fine, not his dad. <laughs> um, I'm going deep blue sea. Deep blue sea. It's gotta be. Gotta be deep blue sea. The answer is yeah. the Meg. and I'll tell you why right I was just having a look at movies and trying to change them a little bit and and this is this is what the Meg uh, the Meg synopsis is it says when an underwater research team is attacked by a prehistoric shark a rescue diver is hired to save them soon they must stop the shark before it reaches more populated areas so I kind of mixed it up a little bit. So and annoying. the amazing thing so is, annoying. to all our amazing Adam and Cottage John's Big Movie Podcast listeners, we are going to watch The Meg 2 next yes, week. And that is going are. to round off this epic season. Um, for more information on dad and parenting, make sure you check out dadsnet.com. Woo! That's that! For all your dad and parenting tips and tricks. Like I said, please like, share, subscribe, follow, review, all that shebang, shiraz, whatever you say. And. Uh, you nearly swore down, bro. I wasn't going to go, and all that shit. <laughs> but genuinely from the bottom of my heart what I say thank you thank you to Cotney John thank you to Dadsnet but I'll, I'll get more emotion when we finish the season next week because we're going to take a little break over the summer spend some well-earned time with our families and then we're going to come back better than ever in September but we have one more episode so I won't get too soppy now I will leave you with the final word from Mr Cotney John right I know the right weather's rubbish but it's still summer get out just get outside get on your bike Go for a walk. If you've not got a holiday, just go up a hill and sit at the top and eat a sandwich. It's lovely. Just enjoy it. Do whatever you can to actually enjoy some semblance of summer. Because I know we were, we'd love a bit of sun, but we're not getting it, and that's all there is to it. So let's enjoy ourselves anyway. You sounded like cutle of cheeky tequilas. You sounded like Peggy Mitchell then. I know it ain't sunny, but get out my pub. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Take care. In a bit.